Welcome to The Pastor With No Answers. And folks, we had so much fun in an earlier episode, this week's episode that came out Monday, discussing miracles with our friends Jack Hoy and Scott Mellinger. We wanted to continue the conversation. And we're letting two other people do it. So first of all, we have Godless from the Metal Sucks podcast drop in and give a little bit assessment on what he thinks about miracles. Given he doesn't believe in God, let's hear what he has to say about things that many people perceive as miracles. And then secondly, we have Jed Payne from the Church and Other Drugs podcast tell a story that he actually lived out in which a lot of people may say, ah, dude, that's a miracle. Two quick stories, a short little episode. Hope you enjoy. Don't forget to go by pastorwithnoanswers.com. Interact with us. Have a good weekend. Hi, Joey. This is Godless from the Metal Podcast with Chuck and Godless over at podcastmetal.com. Thank you very much for having me uh, on to talk about the bunk that is the claims of miracles. So I'm going to work with the definition that C.S. Lewis puts forward, assuming everybody's comfortable with it, which is an interference of nature by a supernatural power. Um, but I beg your pardon if you prefer a different definition. That's what I'm going to work with. First thing I wanted to talk about was that whenever I listen to Pastor With No Answers, Bad Christian, other uh, podcasts and, and radio programs and TV programs uh, similar, is that there seems to be a lot of confusion between the difference between claim and evidence. Claim is when somebody says that something occurred, and evidence is the actual physical uh, embodiment uh, that would represent something occurring. So if I say that I shot JR, that would be a claim. If my fingerprints are on the gun and JR is found shot and killed, then that would be the evidence. What we find in all these programs are a lot of claims, but no evidence. And the problem with uh, the claim is that, is that, for example, if I were to say that I went to a, a movie and it was great, and you may take that claim and, and think that that's valuable or not valuable, and you may yeah think that I'm crazy or not crazy, or you may go and take that advice and go see that movie or not, whether you waste an hour and a half of your life seeing The Great Wall with Matt Damon, not going to change your life all that much. But if I were to make a claim that, that I can fly through the sky and that the laws of gravity are not apply to me, well, that's a pretty great huge claim and just saying that i do is uh something that you would want to see some physical evidence for i would assume because it's a pretty crazy and outrageous claim and that's why claims are not worth all that much in matters that are large because it makes a big difference in something that's large if it's something as mundane as a matt damon movie well then a claim doesn't have it doesn't matter all that much whether you apply it or not because it doesn't make too much of a difference one way or the other thankfully so what i just would suggest is that when you're listening to these claims you take in mind that are these huge claims or are these small claims and if it's a huge claim, I think that it deserves physical evidence to support it because it, it's, it's just unbelievable.
on just a claim alone. So I'm sure you thought I'd talk about Bigfoot and UFOs and all that stuff, and and that's probably uh, just as applicable. Feel free to Google it, and you'll see people talking about that. But yeah, I just want to talk about the difference between claims and evidence as other people are talking about what they've seen or what they have experienced. Well, that's all well and good. Please provide some evidence. Uh, so thank you very much for having me. Once again, podcastmetal.com. This is Godless from the Metal Podcast with Chuck and Godless. Much respect, Joey. Have yourself a good one. All right, cool. We're here with Jed Payne, and he's co-host of the podcast Church and Other Drugs. And actually, his 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 co-host buddy is friends of mine and so hopefully jed that means you and i are friends man uh, i would say so <laughs> so anyway man you you sent in a story that definitely caught my attention and definitely falls in the category of you you gotta at least think miracle you know there could be other explanations for it but you gotta at least entertain the possibility so let let's hear it man uh okay to set the framework this was and a lot of the story was recounted to me so it's not that kind of solidifies it in my mind kind of gives it a little more uh credibility yeah um so this was i don't know like five years ago um i was in active addiction using drugs and i was living with two girls okay wait 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 we got to stop the podcast now i don't have this stuff on here (laughs) Uh go ahead man let me let me hit the bong first i gotta get some courage so um so i was living with two girls uh from church yeah and um sorry my skype did something weird um they went to church um, I stayed home that night. I was prescribed this uh, prescription medicine called Gabatril, and yep. ironically, my doctor gave it to me because it was supposed to be like unabusable. Um, the night before, I took like five of them and drank on it, got really messed up, so I wasn't going to drink, so by my logic, I'll just take like 14 of them to counterbalance not drinking on them, right. and I'll get messed up. Right. So they went to, I had my plan. They went to church. Um, I took them. I drove to Walmart. When I was at Walmart... I noticed like things started like vibrating. Yeah. Um, and then I went back to the apartment and the last thing I will always remember this was so vivid. The last thing I remember was I put on PJs and at this point the, the room was shaking and I, the TV was on, it was on man vs wild. I laid down and the last thing I remember was seeing a, a horizontal picture of a man vs wild. And then that's, that's the last thing I remember. Jeez. What, what happened was they came home. Um, I went into, what was called a catatonic seizure state. Um, yeah. the, they had a white leather couch. They said they came home, the TV was full blast. There was blood everywhere because I had went into a seizure, hit my head on the coffee table, busted it wide open, and then started seizuring blood everywhere. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and I was in the corner in a um, posturing state. Have you ever, ever seen like a traumatic brain injury patient posture? Right. Like their, their wrists are turned inward. Um, unresponsive, and I was asphyxiating on my vomit, Kurt Cobain style. Dang. Yeah, and so. And your parents walked in on that shit. No, no, no. Two nice little. Oh, that's right. Girls. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> like to this day, I'm just like, oh god. 
gosh. Yeah, I should have just gone to church that night. Are you still friends with them? <laughs> One of them, yes. <laughs> One of them, yes. What a dedicated friend. I know. I... <laughs> Awkward. So what happened then, well, I guess I'll fast forward to it. The next thing I remember was opening my eyes and seeing three figures. One of them I knew was a priest and the other two I just thought they were like androgynous and female. Yeah. I, to this day no one can confirm or deny if they were nurses or if the two were even there. Wow. I was in a coma for four and a half days and what happens is the the priest walks around the ICU and he's essentially giving like last rite prayers over people and it yeah. just so happened when he got to my bed and was praying over me that I opened my eyes and I came out. And I wrote this down. I found an old live journal post of when so, I did this. Yeah, so real quick. So it was a direct response to the priest's prayer. So obviously you you don't yeah. know this, but the onlookers would say the priest came oh, yeah. right up to your bed, prayed over you, and you woke up. And I woke up, yeah. God. And I wrote down that he said, um, I had my laptop in the hospital. I had an old live journal account, and I signed in the other day. And I, there was a journal entry of like the day after and I wrote that the priest said, you've been given another chance. Don't waste your life. And I, I, I know for a fact the priest was there. I don't know about the other two that yeah. I saw. Yeah. Um, and, well, and so going backwards, what they, when they called my mom and told her, they were like, look, if, and it's a big if, if he wakes up, he will be severely handicapped, wow. like vegetative, because the amount of time, like I'd gotten a hypoxia, where the amount of time I was unconscious with no oxygen into the brain, yeah. Yeah. I'd got pneumonia like from the breathing tube. They were like, yeah, if, if, if he wakes up, he will be, uh, just be prepared for, you know, assisted living type right. stuff. Right. And, uh, so according to the medical community and for all intents and purposes, you know, I shouldn't, shouldn't really be cognizant, much less like walking around like I am. And yeah. that's really <laughs> the, and that's one I've been in yeah I've been in three two comas and eight overdoses in the hospital and that most of them are all miraculous and I would always get in these situations and um this is another supernatural ish thing I would get in these situations like with police or with hospitals I would always overdose but I'd always be fine and my mom's until my mom said that one night my mom was a super spiritual lady yeah she said she got woken up we're in different states. I was in Louisiana. She's back in South Carolina. She said she got woken up in the middle of the night and overwhelmingly heard God say, you got to let him go. You got to let him go. And so she prayed that prayer that night in tears. She was like, all right, I give him to you. And the next week I got arrested. Wow. And it was, yeah. So, and she she didn't tell me that until way after. So that's why when people ask about miracles, like that's why I, I put little stock in, what doctors especially will say like this will happen or this won't happen because right. it's just like in in my direct experience it has been proven untrue yeah but yeah well ju- and and just because if what we believe about the supernatural truly does exist it's not that the doctors are wrong it's just they're not taking in consideration the supernatural which is not even their job in the first place they don't that's right. not what they're supposed to be doing right that's and, nuts man um, so in your mind, 
you know, no one could explain it any other way than it is a miracle. And I would imagine just the sheer fact well, that it was a response to the priest praying. Like, like if you came out of your coma, I'd probably be like, well, I mean, people come out of their coma and the body does some strange things, but miracle, I'm right. not sure. But the fact that the priest came up to you, prayed for you, boom, you're awake. That's yeah, just I'm sure crazy. it's true. I'm sure it tripped him out too. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. And, and like if, if they would have come home, you know, the timing of it, if they would have been 10 more minutes, you know, we, it'd be a whole different ball game. Of, yeah. By the time the, the, you know, there's just a ton of things that happen that are just like, you can force coincidence into it, I guess, but it's, yeah. it's then I'm pretty damn lucky. Yeah. If yeah. you're going to go that route. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this before I let you go. Given the nature of miracles, it is supernatural. And given you're the only one that experienced this particular miracle, are you fine with this experience being completely open to scrutiny? People dissecting it and saying, well, science says that such and such could have happened. Like, does that stuff bother you? Like, do you take that personal? No, no, not at all. Yeah. There's not much. No, not at all. Yeah. And, and, and I, and especially the, the people like my mom and there's a ton of friends that witness it. I would say they would say the same thing. They'd be pretty, it was a pretty intense experience. Yeah. So. yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, Jed Payne, thanks for your story and you co-host church and other drugs. So basically right. y'all just talk about church while you're hitting on stuff, correct? Yes, we do <laughs> extremely hard drugs while we read scripture. So the reform, <laughs> the reform pubcast, they drink beer while they talk about Calvinism. Sissies. You guys, y'all Sissies. hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>